I'm ready, coach. Send me in. Frank Stella, from the class of 1954, the renowned artist, credits his time at Andover for awakening his life's passion, including his friendships with classmates Carl Andre and Hollis Frampton, his former Andover art instructor Patrick Morgan, and the Addison Gallery itself. In this special episode of Every Quarter, Stella sits down for a one-on-one at the Addison Gallery, which is now exhibiting Frank Stella Prince, to share candid tales from his early years, stories of the New York art scene in the 60s, and why he keeps coming back to where it all started. Hi, Frank. Thank you for joining us on Every Quarter. We're pleased to have you. You graduated in 1953, correct? Uh, no, 1954, I think. 1954. <laughs> um, you once said of your time here, the school gave us all our materials for free. I used to go up three or four tubes of cadmium red in an afternoon, but they never said, why don't you try another color? Uh, well, yeah, it was true. You know, it's a, it, it's a big, it, it sounds like not much, but it's a big deal to have uh, uh, f- uh, free materials. Uh, and it never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so having to pay for the... Um, the material that you work with and everything is a kind of, you know, it's kind of a privilege. And uh, it, But it's a just, you know, it's like a lot of things at end of you sort of take it for granted, you know, that's available to you. And the good thing about that is that so it's available, you use it, and uh, you don't think about it very much. And the materials uh, sort of become yours, yours, and you be, uh, you're quite familiar and comfortable with them, and that, that's a, it's a really great start. Where where was the studio located then? Uh, well, it was right um, downstairs, as it were, by the main stairway here in, in, in the, the old older building. Yeah, of the it was Addison in the basement. Gallery. Yeah, yeah, in the basement, the Addison Gallery. I used to walk by the <clears throat> uh, the ship models to get to the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you if you take us back to that time, you came I think in fifty one. What was the the culture and the mood of, on campus at that time? generally speaking, for a kid, you know, starting out? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I guess it was the same for all of us. There was nothing seemed like students, uh, in, you know, interested in what students do and about the whole, you know, atmosphere or ethos or the, whatever the school was about. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, I guess we were talking about the, um, the studio and the Addison Gallery. And uh, that was, um, you know, now they have a it's uh, the studio and the whole studio programs a little more uh, a little more organized and uh, uh, of course uh, you know the the big issue in the studio is ventilation you know which is right I mean you can't you know you you have to take care of the uh, of the students in in that kind of way but those kind of issues didn't come up in the beginning and it was much more casual and informal and uh, really basically accommodating and it was a studio where you were invited to work and uh, actually <clears throat> in the program I took you had to work uh, up to a point uh, because it, the, the the course was uh, uh, art history uh, a couple of hours a week and studio requirements uh, 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 another couple of hours a week. It, it was it was much like uh, 
a chemistry course without the lab, or the lab work was uh, in the studio. So you were, you it was uh, it, it was a great idea actually, not so common. Back to your time as a student. Yes. Well, I was talking about the studio, yeah. and the studio was you know uh, it was just a. a well, I don't know, maybe uh, 10 students or fewer, I don't know, we're, work, we're taking the course. And the course was, it was just a little bit special because it took up so much time uh, as coursework uh, relative to other coursework and, and the school programs and everything. So uh, not, not so many uh, people had the time to take the course, although I don't know how many would have wanted to take it. Right, right. right. But nonetheless, it was uh, relatively limited. And um, you know, you, 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 your mother was a, a painter, she, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so it wasn't your first introduction to art. But you really um, discovered, uh, or began to discover, it seems at some point, your voice here. Um, but in addition to that, you played some sports, correct? Football, uh, lacrosse. No, I wasn't big enough for football. No, I played lacrosse and I wrestled. Oh, okay. Because yeah. um, yeah. uh, the te- the telegraphs, um, I don't know if you know Alistair Sook, who wrote uh, about you. He said uh-huh. that uh, when you were a student here at Andover, you had earned a reputation for feistiness, noting that you lost three front teeth in a dormitory fight. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. It wa- it wasn't a dormitory fight though. It was more, it was dopier than that. I mean, they were there was a. Uh, uh, a fight going on in uh, in the room, and I I was innocently trying to get out the door when they threw a blanket over some football player's head. I think it was Les Blank, and he wheeled around with his arm, and it just caught me in the mouth when I, I was going by, and I had to go home to go to the dentist to get my because I had braces on at the time, and I had to get my teeth taken out. Well, what dorm was this? Was it? Uh, I think it was Foxcroft. Okay. Is that the one right yeah. across the yeah. corner? Because I, I was always close to the studio. And, and you uh, mentioned you mentioned Les Blank. I mean, what an incredible time. He was here, Hollis Frampton and Carl Andre. I know uh-huh, that yeah. um, the latter two um, were um, became good friends of yours. Um, and you were all under the influence of um, the name, uh, the man, the man Patrick Morgan. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. Who was you know, on faculty Patrick, here. And actually, it was so casual in a way, and was probably what was good about it, because a lot of, the, I don't remember all of the kids that were in the class, but some of them were very talented, unlike, you know, had a much uh, more of a mimetic gift than I ever had. And... Uh, um, and I remember one, Bardil Tirana and everything. And they were very, everybody was quite serious in, uh, about themselves and their painting. And they would talk it over with Patrick. And he, uh, he was, you know, very easygoing about it all. And there were times when uh, I wasn't the only one. When I'd come back and I didn't work in the studio just in the assigned hours or anything, you could come back and go into the studio and work whenever you felt like it. Now, were you ever there at the same time as uh, uh, Hollis and Carl? uh, Yeah, they were there occasionally. Well, I don't remember Carl, but I know Hollis was there. And I was there, you know, fairly often when Patrick Morgan, when Patrick used it as his studio in one corner. Mm -hmm. And And you also went to his house? And oh yeah, everybody went to his house. Yeah, yeah, we all did. There was a lot. Uh, Maud was there, and um, his wife, right? Yeah, Maud Morgan. Yes, yeah, and there were, and that's where we saw a lot of the paintings that you see here. The the Hoffman, and there was Lauren McIver, and geez, the Dove painting, and uh, there were fantastic paintings. That again, it was the kind of comfort level of the whole thing, and they they lived with these paintings in such a. Um, I was going to say casual way, but it's, it just seemed normal. I mean, and uh, so that. 
was another way of, it, it affected me in the sense that, well, people just live with paintings, not a big deal. Yeah. You make paintings, you live with them, other, art, other people make paintings, and uh, that, that's just the art, uh, just the way the things are. And, and Morgan was uh, a student of Hoffman in Munich years before, correct? Uh, that's what I understand, yeah. But okay. he also studied, I thought, with uh, Lionel Feininger, too. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure. Well, yeah. it, because, his, of course, his paintings look quite a bit like Feininger. Okay. Because Hollis Frampton um, described Morgan as an important person um, at the time for him because he knew what was going on. Um, he knew what was happening in the New York art scene. Oh, that's um, very true. But that's yeah. also true of both of them. I mean, Maud uh, showed with, um, oh my God, uh, Betty Parsons Gallery. I mean, in the in the in the late forties. I mean, that's as high a level uh, as you could be at at the time, uh, as far as art goes, avant-garde art. And where did where did Morgan live? Was he on campus? Yeah, they lived right over there. I don't know what that house is. Uh, the double brick. Yeah, that one. Uh -huh. that, that, either that one or that one, one of those two houses. Where uh, Frank is pointing um, over the green garden at the Museum Learning Center here in the Addison Art Gallery toward the double brick um, building um, beyond the Chihuly Falls. <laughs> um, how, did, how did Patrick Morgan describe Hoffman in the context um, of this painting, the painterly painting that was going on in New York, because and the reason I ask is because it seemed to have had a big effect on 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 you, uh, and I wonder too, did it have that kind of effect on um, uh, Carl and uh, Hollis as well, in different ways? Well, maybe I don't know. They they weren't that interested in painting per se, uh, in the sense that Hoffman was so physical and so painterly. So they were more in, as far as painting went, they were more in the um, ideational, or in, involved with ideas and thinking about things. Uh, I would do them a disservice, <laughs> which I'm very happy to do, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to say that, you know, the, the other thing that informed what went on here at the time was uh, the, the, the uh, influence of Albers. And it seemed to me that they were more... Uh, focused and uh, uh, were able to relate to what the way Albers thought about art and the way he did things, although they weren't particularly thrilled by Albers' actual work, uh, then they were taken with uh, uh, Hoffman. And I think that it's the polarity, is that, I think that's right, a polarity. Uh, if you have um, Albers on one side and Hoffman on the other, uh, that was the pedagogical basis for what happened here at the Addison Gallery. And I think somehow, although it was never, you know, made that, uh, was never that systematic a, a, a way of uh, dealing with things, uh, the, the, you, you, there was no other, that's the feeling you got here. And I think that the, uh, the other person that goes unmentioned is, is Bart Hayes, the director, right. who, was, uh, who did so much uh, involved in, the Addison in, bringing, Gallery uh, director. in bringing that kind of thinking here and in the publishing of uh, uh, L, um, Hoffman's um, uh, essays. Um, that's right. And then uh, I'm going to skip forward a little bit, past mm -hmm. Princeton. You've graduated, um, and you end up in New York sharing a loft on West Broadway uh, with Andover classmates Carl Andre and Hollis Frampton. No, I, I, yeah, that's a polite way of putting it. I didn't share a loft with them. They kept coming there and bothering me <laughs> when they had nothing else to do. Well, 
Uh, but we did, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did have, a, uh, actually, the, the place that we shared was uh, um, a place on East Broadway where they lived. And, of course, I, I didn't live there with them. I stayed over on West Broadway. Okay. Um, Frampton said at that time that um, the three of you subsisted on soup. Um, uh, they, they did waste, I mean, a, a pretty sick of pepper pot soup. You know. <laughs> It was, uh, a, it, was a, it was one tough, fairly tough winter. And yeah. he, said, he said that that starving artist version of poverty um, helped birth the concept for, he believes, Carl, um, that anything might be material for art. And he cites as an example a drawing uh, Carl did of a predatory bird made on a shirt cardboard with ballpoint pen and A1 steak sauce. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true, but not so unusual in the... Uh, and the, you know the uh, sh- they say shirt cardboard and anything? yeah, but Pat Morgan used uh, shirt cardboard, shellacked cardboard, and we worked on cardboard with shellacked cardboard and scraped uh, paint with palette knife over it. So that wasn't such an incredible idea. Not but the anyway. A1 steak, but the A one <laughs> steak sauce. That's uh, a little. Yeah, that was fairly. I don't know. Maybe it was a good color. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then around that time, you you um, you sold your first major painting to uh, MoMA. Um, and that was, I think, uh, the marriage of reason and squalor. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, th- is that where your um, s- your soup days ended? <laughs> oh yeah, oh no, that, that yeah, that was long gone by then. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that, the, and that was the like nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was that winter. I don't know. Yeah, it was a year later, more or less. But that was um, the the title was Carl's. Carl gave me the title. And how how did you and Carl? Um, and um, Hollis, did you did you stay connected after high school, or how did you reconnect? Uh, no, just totally. I don't know. Somebody told me that Hollis was working in a frame shop in the village. I don't know. And then uh, we met. And then I don't know how. Uh, and then I had a. Oh, I know. I had a studio on uh, Eldridge Street. And somehow uh, somebody. And then Hollis, uh, Hollis came down to the studio. Uh, where I was working on and living on on Eldridge Street, and then Carl came over too, and then <clears throat> uh, I had to move, and I moved to West Broadway, and then they found a place on uh, on East Broadway, and I was supposed to uh, I shared the cost of that with them, <laughs> but I never actually lived there. Okay, so um, I guess just to sum it all up, I mean, if if, if it's even possible. Um, Two, two influences that, um, well, you mentioned a third, and then I can think of a fourth. So Patrick Morgan on uh, the three of you, um, we discussed, but um, where would you, and you, this does not have to be a positive or negative answer, but what, what, what kind of artist would you be if you hadn't come here? I doubt that I would have been an artist. Why, why would I have been an artist? If I didn't come here, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it would have happened. And I mean, because it wasn't, it was, it was the work here in the gallery, the, 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 the proximity of painting all the time, you know, like every day. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, and so, and even then, I mean, that, that naturally being an artist is sort of an iffy project anyway. So I, I wasn't worried about becoming an artist. I just was worried about how to make art or how to make, you know, something I liked. Did you and uh, Hollis Frampton, Carl Andre, 
uh, in later years reflect back on your time with Andover? And did you keep in touch with Patrick Morgan, the three of you, or individually? Uh, I, we kept in touch with Patrick a little bit, but then uh, we lost touch. Or he, I don't know what happened. He, he, he passed did. away in yeah, 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hollis didn't live that long either. Yeah, he 84. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and Carl sort of went his own way. So, I mean, it wasn't, um, you know, it... It, uh, we were sort of together, and then uh, did, you know, did drifted apart yeah. by circumstance or whatever. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, um, it's been a great pleasure, and we're so happy to see you back once again on campus. You have been a wonderful friend to the Addison <laughs> Art Gallery, and um, to the students throughout the years. So thank you. Okay, thanks. Every Quarter is produced by the Office of Communication at Phillips Academy in Andover and made possible by a grant from the Abbott Academy Association, continuing Abbott's tradition of boldness, innovation, and caring. Subscribe on iTunes and visit our website at podcast.andover.edu. I'm Amy Morris.